Welcome to Surviving the News, your sometimes occasionally daily podcast in which I have opinions and I tell you them. I am your host, Phil Elmore. Surviving the News is a production of philelmore.com. The SDN Morning News is your 20 to 30 minute update on the news of the world, hopefully with commentary to help you get through the dystopian clown world in which we all live. Fair warning, I still have a cold. Welcome to 2024. 2023 was not a great year. It seems like 2020 was a dumpster fire, 2021, 2022, and now 2023. I don't know as any of us will be sorry to see it gone. But I thought it might be fun on New Year's Day for your morning update to go through a little bit of what we learned during 2023. This is actually a series of articles in CNN, CNN's top 100 digital stories of 2023. Uh, Let's see, what do they list as number one? Demar Hamlin's health update. I don't remember who that is, and I don't care. Of course, uh, there was the missing Titanic subcrew killed after the catastrophic implosion, the Titan submersible uh, that was uh, exploring or trying to explore the wreckage of the Titanic. The big letdown there, it was a very Al Capone's vault sort of letdown, was that uh, they were dead the whole time. There was no race to find them. There was no dramatic attempt to save their lives. Basically, something cracked and went pop, and they all died instantly, if they're lucky. Uh, Let's see. Uh, There was mass shootings in Lewiston, Maine. Arnold Schwarzenegger had nice things to say about Bruce Willis now that Bruce Willis is suffering from some kind of aphasia or dementia. Basically, he's not really home anymore, and that's very sad. Uh, Bruce Willis became increasingly difficult later in his life. He kind of got too good for acting, and now some of his behavior makes more sense. Um, and I know he he kind of had a falling out with the Expendables crowd and, and Stallone and Schwarzenegger, but uh, basically there's no one there to argue with anymore, so I'm sure all that's water under the bridge. Uh, <clears throat> There was an ingredient in stevia that has been linked to heart attacks and strokes. That's something called erythritol. So if you enjoy stevia, just maybe do a little research. Uh, Let's see. A white homeowner accused of shooting a black teen who went to the wrong house in Kansas will face two felony charges, officials announced. I think I remember that story. Let's take a look at that because that's... uh, Let's see. A white 84-year-old homeowner who allegedly shot and wounded Ralph Yarrell, a black teen, after the 16-year-old went to the wrong home to pick up his siblings, will face two felony charges. Andrew Lester will face charges of assault in the first degree and armed criminal action. Uh, Authorities have issued a warrant for his arrest, and he's not currently in custody as of this article. Oh, here's the latest. Excuse me. 
The white homeowner accused of shooting a black teen who rang his doorbell turned himself in and was released on bail. So, yeah, not sure uh, what... I don't think he's had that trial yet. That was a few months ago. And, of course, Ben Crump is involved. Wherever there's a racially charged news story, you can expect Ben Crump to turn up in the middle of it. There was Jeremy Renner's horrible accident. He's made a remarkable recovery since getting run over. Like, originally when they announced that story, it was he was hurt by a snowblower. But, it, no, this was a giant, like, snow tractor, and it basically just mangled him. He's lucky to have lived at all. So when last I saw him, he was moving around with the help of a cane uh, and seems to be doing quite well. Probably his action movie career has been uh, forever truncated, but who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened. He's he's a remarkably engaging fellow. I like Jeremy Renner a lot, so I'm glad that he didn't die. I'm very glad. I mean, because you can die in, you know, like that, something stupid can happen. The kid who played Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies was run over by his own Jeep. Like, how horrible is that? I forget what his name was. Let's see. There was, of course, all the Trump indictments. There was Matthew Perry's death in October when he drowned in his own hot tub. Uh, they were telling us that an El Nino winter is coming. It seems like there's always something that makes the weather that's coming particularly bad or undesirable. After a while, you just stop caring. It's kind of like the news stories year after year after year about how much it sucks to be a farmer because either there's too much rain or there's not enough rain or prices are too high or prices are too low. It just sucks to be a farmer. And the weather is just never going to be what we want it to be. And then, of course, there was the the... Wagner uh, military group who tried to stage a coup or threatened to stage a, crew, a coup against Putin and then was mysteriously killed. It, you know, was plane accident. Air travel very dangerous. I don't know. That was not much of a Russian accent. Wagner military group had killed. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the Wagner group leader, killed in plane crash. Yeah, I'll bet he was. Uh, he was buried in a private funeral uh, nearly a week after he and nine others died in a plane crash in Russia. Uh, about 20 to 30 people attended the 40-minute VIP funeral. Uh, Prigozhin, a businessman who rose to become a powerful international paramilitary leader, <coughs> was a former close ally of Vladimir Putin. Uh, yeah, there's two kinds of allies of Vladimir Putin, current allies and dead ones. His private plane mysteriously crashed on August 23 near the town of Kuzhenkino, north of Moscow. DNA tests showed that the remains recovered from the site matched all 10 people on the passenger list. I'll, I'll bet they did. Uh, Bills player Damar Hamlin still sedated a day after collapsing from a cardiac arrest on the field. <coughs> now, why is that? That's number 16. But it's also number one. Okay, I remember that story now in the context of a football player. There was, of course, the Hamas terror attacks on Israel and the resulting war that is still going on and shows no signs of letting up. Trump mentioned he was going to be arrested, and of course, uh, he was the Trump mugshot happened this year. Uh, 
A six-year-old shot his teacher. That's something that happened. This was in Virginia. A six-year-old boy was taken into police custody after he shot a teacher at Richneck Elementary School in Newport News, Virginia. The individual is a six-year-old student. A female teacher was shot inside a classroom and added that this was not an accidental shooting. So, wow. Six-year-old child comes in with a gun and whacks his teacher. Clown world, ladies and gentlemen. It only gets worse. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley died. I, I want to say that there was drugs involved in that. She died at the age of 54. The only daughter of the late Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley died Thursday, hours after being hospitalized following an apparent cardiac arrest. Uh, it doesn't say here if there was anything about drugs. Uh, in 2020, her son Benjamin Keough died of suicide at the age of 27. Oof, that's rough. There's a lot of tragedy in that family. All right, we'll leave that there. I told you everything was horrible, and it clearly is. There were, of course, the wildfires in Maui that pretty much leveled the island. Uh, the Chinese spy balloon story, we've talked about that this week. Uh, last week, because uh, this is the 1st of January. <coughs> Let's see. A nine-year-old daughter went missing on a camping trip in October. Uh, parents of nine-year-old who went missing on New York camping trip received a ransom note before daughter was found. Charlotte Cena, the nine-year-old girl who went missing while on a camping trip at a New York State Park two days ago, has been found safe, and a suspect has been detained. Before she was found, Charlotte's parents received a ransom note at their home. The governor outlined the meticulous work by authorities after they found the note and the crucial piece of evidence that led to a break in the case. Governor Kathy Hochul said the break in the case came... Around 4.20 a.m. Monday, when the suspect drove to Charlotte's parents' home <coughs> and hand-delivered the ransom note. That wasn't smart. The family's home was being monitored by state police. <coughs> Officers had been sent to another call in the area when the suspect dropped off the note. Of course, of course they were. Police tested the document for fingerprints and searched law enforcement databases. On their second try, they got back results identifying fingerprints left on the note Belonging to 47-year-old Craig Nelson Rose Jr., investigators were able to determine Ross was, excuse me, Craig Nelson Ross Jr. Ross was living in a camper behind his mother's residence and used two SWAT teams to make entry, which is a lot of overkill after the fact. What we need to stress here is this was not meticulous work by the authorities. They got lucky. They were watching the house and then got called away to another call instead of continuing to watch the house. That, of course, is when the ransom note was hand-delivered by the suspect. They're just lucky they were able to trace the fingerprint on the note. Clearly, the criminal, not a mastermind. But, I mean, come on, that does not make the police look good. Uh, Tucker Carlson, of course, was out at Fox News this past year and has become something of a media juggernaut since then, including this recent bizarre interview with uh, Kevin Spacey as his House of Cards character. The Dalai Lama apologized after video asking a child to suck his tongue sparked outcry. 
as well it should have. We all kind of collectively just forgot about that story, but it happened. Not sure the Dalai Lama is somebody you want to leave alone with your children. Never thought I'd use that sentence out loud. Uh, Chinese zoo sun bear viral controversy. Do you remember this? This was the bear in a Chinese zoo that people were convinced was a dude in a suit. The jury's still out as to whether it was a, a dude in a suit or whether just sun bears are weird looking. Uh, let's see. Italy's other leaning tower on high alert for collapse. What's the other leaning tower? Uh, it's the leaning tower that has stood tipsily but steadily for nearly a thousand years. That's because they braced it. The days of the Garcenda Tower in Bologna, Italy could be numbered. Following investigations last month, the city is inst instigating a civil protection plan for the sudden and unexpected collapse of the tower, which has dominated the Bologna skyline since the 12th century. Uh, and it is crooked. So let's hope they fix that so it doesn't fall down. I, first I heard of it. I was not aware of it, but I prefer that it not be destroyed. Uh, Nashville private school shooting suspect had maps of building and scouted possible second attack location. Uh, this is your periodic reminder that we still don't know all the facts in the Nashville Christian school shooting because they are inconvenient to certain people who would consider those facts unpleasant. Uh, let's see more on the Trump indictment. China went into crisis management mode after we all became aware of the spy balloon. Uh, let's see the GOP and all of its house mechanics for speaker. That was a thing that happened that none of us really care about. I, I can't imagine anything, <clears throat> excuse me, less interesting than Republican party mechanics, except for maybe Democrat party mechanics. These Florida brothers ran one of the largest opioid pill mills in us history. The FBI says it was linked to thousands of deaths. That was a story in February. Uh, a lot of stuff about Tyree Nichols calling for his mother. Um, let me look that up because the name is familiar. This was the Memphis thing. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Tyree Nichols screamed for his mother and Memphis police officers struck him multiple times, including in the face while his hands were restrained. Toward the end of the black man's deadly encounter with the officers this month, video released by the city shows. And this was a weird case where it almost seemed like it was a personal thing. Like, like he was known to the officers or at least some of them or something. Really bad case. Really bad. Um, so isn't it amazing how these things become so dominant in the news cycle for a brief period of time? And then they just go away. And this is the first I've heard of it. And only because I'm looking at this retrospective piece, it just is no longer dominant. Why? Oh. Uh, let's see. I still think every time I'm reminded of the fact that Matthew Perry essentially drowned in his own own hot tub, I think about what a horrible way to die that is. Here's a story about the vampire straw confiscated from a traveler in Boston. Uh, you can buy metal drinking straws that are cut off at the end to make them a stabbing implement. It's basically a people spigot. And these are sold explicitly for self-defense. <clears throat> excuse me, and one of those such self-defense implements 
was taken by a traveler through Boston Logan International Airport. And he got arrested because you can't do that. Uh, this is a product by Lacey Sabo, a person who is known to me. He's a great dude. Uh, he makes a variety of self-defense products. And the Vampire Straw is on the SaboInc.com website. Uh, the straw's strength, length, and dagger-like point make it a defense weapon. Uh, the company's website labels it as such. And so this guy tried to essentially take a covert weapon through airport security, which is a stupid thing you should never, ever do. Uh, Massachusetts State Police told CNN that the straw was prohibited under Massachusetts General Law, Chapter 269, Section 10, Paragraph B, which bans carrying certain edged instruments that include stilettos and daggers. And of course, Massachusetts has a long history of uh, hostility towards various edged weapons. There was a time 20, 30 years ago when if you went into Laurie Cabot's witch shop in Salem, you were told that it is possible to buy a double-edged knife, which is considered a ceremonial knife among Wiccan and pagan types, as long as you also bought something else, like a book. You couldn't buy the knife by itself. 20, 30 years later, I went back to Lori Cabot's witch shop in Salem, and I was like, hey, is that still a thing? And they looked at me like I was insane and said, no, it is not still a thing. Um, no one was really sure what to tell me about that, but I remember that distinctly. And so I told them I'd see them in another 20 or 30 years. Because that's a thing that I do. I go back to the same places decades later. Uh, U.S. jet shoots down unidentified object over northern Canada. Do you remember this story? It turned out it was probably actually a completely harmless weather balloon. We were a little jumpy after the spy balloon thing. Uh, the Earth's inner core may have stopped turning. Let's hope not. I think there's an entire movie devoted to that. With Hillary Swank. Uh, horrible Thai bungee jumping accident video. We can skip right over that. Uh, government shutdown deadline back in September. Nobody cares. A 619-pound blue marlin was disqualified in a fishing competition uh, because of mutilation at sea. A fishing crew lost out on over $3 million in tournament prize money after the 619 0.4-pound blue marlin they caught was disqualified due to mutilation caused by a shark or other marine animal. I'm not sure why that should be disqualifying. The marlin gave the crew a six-plus-hour fight. Uh, the tournament announced it had consulted with experts and the sensation's blue marlin was disqualified due to mutilation caused by shark or other marine animal. It was deemed that the fish was mutilated before it was landed or boated, and therefore it was disqualified. I'm not sure why that should matter. The decision is consistent with prior decisions made by the tournament in similar circumstances. Uh, basically, they got rooked out of their prize because of it. The competitive fishing world, pause to remember that that's actually a thing, was rocked last year when the winning fish in an Ohio tournament was found to be stuffed with lead weights and fish fillets. It's the fish fillets that make it funny to me. The fishermen who were exposed as cheaters on camera were disqualified from nearly 29000 in prize money and later pleaded guilty to criminal charges, probably for fraud. But uh, I'm not sure. I mean, the fact that your blue marlin was mutilated and you lost, that's very old man in the sea. There's something very Hemingway-esque about that. 
Uh, let's see. Influencer dies after live streaming himself drinking bottles of Chinese spirit Baiju. Isn't Baiju also something that they call... Uh, isn't that also a, like a negative term for a foreigner? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. A social media influencer died soon after live streaming himself drinking several bottles of strong alcohol on China's version of TikTok. State-run media in the country are reporting. The influencer, Brother3000, was found dead just hours ever after broadcasting himself, taking part in a competition with a fellow influencer, which involved drinking Baiju, a Chinese spirit with a typical alcohol content of between 30 to 60%. Oof. Well, uh, natural selection at work, I guess. Uh, bear walks out of ocean into crowded Florida beach. It's time to go home when, when the bears just walk out of the surf. Like, oh, look, a bear. We're leaving. We're leaving the beach. An Alabama woman who went missing after reporting a toddler walking on the interstate has returned home. As I recall, that was all a hoax. Let's look that up. Uh, no more vampire straw. No more fishing competition hoax. An Alabama woman who went missing after telling a 911 dispatcher that she saw a toddler walking alone on the side of the interstate has returned home. Uh, Carly Nicole Russell had been missing since Thursday night. Let me look her up by name because I think that was found to be a hoax. Alabama nursing student Carlethia Carly Nicole Russell was found guilty of false kidnapping in order to pay about $18,000 in restitution and spend a year in jail. Interesting. Uh, her appeal is still in process. Uh, she made national headlines when she called 911 to report a toddler missing. Uh, when Hoover police officers arrived on the scene after her call, within five minutes of being dispatched, she was missing. They located her car, her cell phone, a wig, and a purse. Her Apple Watch was in her purse. A search was launched. Uh, a large group of volunteers also assisted. She returned home two days later, telling law enforcement that she had been kidnapped and escaped. She said she was in a truck trailer with a man who she said had orange hair and was accompanied by a woman. She also said she could hear a baby crying. Police were unable to verify her report, and a week later, she issued a statement saying the kidnapping was a hoax and apologized. Russell's attorney said he would appeal the decision in circuit court. The judge agreed with the appeal, the court director said, and the case will now go to circuit court. So, yeah, that was all something that never happened. Let that be a lesson to you. Sometimes the news is horrible and everything sounds bad. And sometimes some of that bad stuff was just completely made up because some people would prefer to tell you about things that are horrible than to actually have experienced things that are horrible. And it's not really clear why they do that because people are a-holes. You heard it here first, folks. And that was a review of some of the dumpster fire stories of 2023. Let's hope 2024 is better, but let's be honest, it won't be. So we here at Surviving the News will be here to help you get through it no matter what, as we cover what I'm sure will be an unpredictable slate of stories headed into the new year. All right, I have been a cold addled Phil Elmore. This has been Surviving the News. Until next time, do your best to survive the news.